Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to this mini-sode of Banging Book Club. This is the fortnightly podcast in which we talk about books, about sex and gender. My name's Lucy Moon. I'm Lena Norms. And I'm Hannah Whitten. Yay! That was incredibly smooth. I almost talked over you then, Lena. But you didn't. I know. I always feel like I'm the middle one. (laughs) I always want us to get in the middle. See, when when I think of us as Powerpuff Girls, I think you're Buttercup. I'm Blossom. Bubbles! You're, no, no, oh no, wait. No, I'm Bubbles. Which one? I don't know which one's you're which. You're Buttercup and you're Blossom. Which, you're which the, one's the leader? The leader is <laughs> Blossom. <laughs> That's Han. Totally fine with that. And then you're you like the, the rebellious one. Shall we dress up as the Powerpuff Girls for Halloween? Oh my <gasps> god. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> done, 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 done. We just need to make sure we're going to the same party. Yeah. Well, we are now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be at different parties. <laughs> um, can I just say we are recording this in the morning. We had a banging book club sleepover. Super cute. Yeah, we just went out for brunch. We got an uncheeky Nando's. We were just serious about it. Not for brunch, for for last night. But um, yeah, and last night we watched the Virgin Suicides film because we just read the book. If you'd like to hear our podcast on the book, that was last fortnight's (laughs) last time on the podcast. You can go listen to that. Um, So let's talk about what we thought about the film. Maybe yes. like a little bit of context. It was made in like 2002, directed by Sophia It was Coppola. made in 1999. 1999, whoops. Yeah, it was made in 1999. Good facts. <laughs> Sophia, what's her face? Coppola. Capo- 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 Danny DeVito's in it at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Just, just people. What is our sound review? Um, mine is... Ooh. Yeah, sound like is... a really shit ghost. <laughs> like, low-key Halloween <laughs> Trying shit. really hard. It's like, ooh. Happy shopper you? ghost. <laughs> mine is similar. Mine would be like, ah. Uh... Yeah. I'd be like, ah, good looking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because mine like, Jerry, like... Ah, oh, this film looks really hot and nice, and like, it I looks think like my a good. Ooh was like because it's like, like oh, it's kind of like pretty and ethereal. Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good looking film. That's exactly where my yeah, uh, I, yeah. I go up to it in a coffee shop. I don't know if I'd shag it. <laughs> That's the last question, Lee. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we like about it? I liked. Oh, I mean. I don't, it's so much easier to say things you don't like. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start I with think, the nice. So for me, I'm like, I was worried going into it. Um, I don't know why, because it's one of my favourite books, but I've never watched the film, even though it's obviously been readily like available to me in the first world. Like, I have money, I have like technology, I could have watched it realistically, yeah. and I haven't. And I think because I was scared that they were going to fuck it up, and I don't think they did, like, I'm actually like really happy with it, and I can kind of see why it's a cult 
I can yeah. see why it doesn't yes. have mass appeal. And yeah. I can see why it's got a cult following. I think one of the things I really liked about it is how much to me it reminded me of like 1980s John Hughes yeah, yeah, SE yeah. films, kind of like The Breakfast Club and other like kind of... Like Ferris yeah. bueller Yeah, stuff. Ferris Bueller, like weird cult films like that where there's just a lot of like one-liners and stuff in it. But all mm. of like the really good one-liners often are like picked direct from the dialogue in the books. Mm. Yeah. Books, book. Yeah. Um, and it was so true to the plot. Mm. Oh, yeah. There was, there was maybe like one or two things where like, oh, it didn't quite happen that way. Probably skipped that. But in terms of like the series of events, it's like mm. they, someone read the book, drew a timeline of like, mm. these are all the events that happen. Okay, so this is what we have to hit. Here are some key significant bits of dialogue throw those in yeah yeah so it was like a very true adaptation but yeah we'll get on to things we didn't like about and mm-hmm. aesthetically it's beautiful really it's nice. very yeah. and a cool can, soundtrack as well cool soundtrack mm. you can see that um artists like petra collins are very influenced by the the aesthetic um it's very pastely very muted mm. um very retro like, like vintage Yeah, it felt really nostalgic, even though mm. the time it was nostalgic for was, like, not that long ago after the film mm. was made. And I think it's also really, like, heady and, like, claustrophobic, which is, like, how I felt about reading about that community. Yeah. It feels really, like, Yeah, the portrayal humid. of an America's, American suburbia yeah. was great. Yeah, mm. that old lady's house, the interior. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. One of the things that I found really interesting watching it, like, the actual process of watching it last night with you guys, was when we were, like... Oh, that's not how I imagined that in my head when I was reading. Because like Lucy, you didn't pick, you didn't picture the Lisbon girls as being blonde. Oh yeah, I and was in like, my head. They were so blonde. In yeah. my in my brain, the Lisbon girls are a bit Wednesday Adams esque. Oh, like very. I pictured the whole book so dark mm. because of these girls. Like the whole atmosphere of the winter and the autumn and yeah. spring is so dark. The house is falling apart. I imagine it like mm. an oldish Victorian house and all these creepy girls inside. Mm. But see, they're so seductively creepy. See, I pictured them as blonde because of the kind of like stereotype of like blondes being beautiful Ethereal, and men yeah. yeah, and men obsessing over them and th- them kind of like being mysterious. And then because they all die. It makes it more of a tragedy because they were blonde and pretty. That's interesting. Yeah. I only think of rich people as blonde. <laughs> when I'm imagining people, like, the only people that come out blonde yeah. are really, really rich. I think they describe it in the book as fair. And I think fair is like a really, like you can interpret that however you want. Because mm. a maiden is fair. And it just means they're hot. Like, you know, it's hot. But like just innocent ba- bangable hot. maiden. Bare bangable maiden. Fair, fair maiden. In the next medieval oh, village. <laughs> come, come hither, fair maiden. <laughs> Um, and the other thing that I was just like, oh, that's not how I pictured it. The, the, the fence that Cecilia impales herself yeah. on was a metal fence. Mm. And I was like, in my head, it was wood. And, and she impaled herself. It's very like and vampire she, And she had like a, a wooden, wooden stake coming out through yeah. her chest. Which actually, when I think about it, she, she might not have died if she jumped on a wooden fence. Mm. Yeah. She could have maybe survived that. But Whereas I pictured in the darkness of it, this massively tall iron fence. Mm. So like, I twice like to three gate. times, yes, like mm. a school gate, like twice to three times the height of the fence in the film. And completely like, she would have been pissed the whole way through and dangling. Did like, you just kind of like what? how she is in the book? It's that in the film, yeah. they've kind of made it a lot a lot softer. There's lots of bits that yeah. are softer, I think. Yeah. yeah. Although I feel like the anticipation was like, there were moments where I was like, oh, this feels like really horror-esque. Because yeah. there are like some moments with the music and then, that weird, uh, like, 
part where Cecilia's ghost is, or like people mm. are having visions of Cecilia, like and stuff. That was really scary. And then also, I think because having read it, you anticipate things to happen. So mm. when they were all at the party, and as soon as Cecilia's like, "May I be excused?" We were like, "Okay, we she's, she's going to yeah, jump go. out the window at any moment." And you know, you know the moment that. Um, everyone realises is the sound of her hitting the fence. And so I just remember sitting there being like, oh God, God, like waiting for this, this sound of like a child being impaled on a fence. But it was then really underwhelming, yeah. the actual sound. Yeah. We were like, wait, was that it? Let's re- did we hear that? Yeah. It's very strange. But yeah, yeah, there were moments in it where I was just like scared. And like when the boys were in the cellar at the end, um, when he's like dancing around at it, just before you see Bonnie's legs hanging there. Mm. Like that was really creepy. Yeah. And then they run out and they run over and they trip over Mary's legs. Yeah. Do you know what I think kind of held the film back a bit was the fact that it probably had to fit a PG to PG-13 rating. Mm. And really it should be a 15 because of the darkness of the content. But like, for example, we only saw legs hanging. Not that I wanted to see a hung girl hanged And all of the, like, the luxe sex scenes as well were very, like... Just a rough and tumble with your jeans up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You couldn't really Mm. see much. And, like, I don't know, maybe it could have been made, I don't know, like, more visceral in the way that the book is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it had a higher rating. Yeah, definitely. And just stuff like, you're never going to see Mary's head in the oven or something. Mm. Like, and I feel like that's an important motif. Do you think people are worried it will be instructive, though? Yeah, maybe. Like potentially. Because I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. But that's but then, horrible. But, but then, then you know. can you avoid that when it's a book, when it's a film all about suicide? You no. can avoid it by not showing it. Yeah, but then like showing. But are you seeing you showing the real like the like actual truth of the? The thing it the thing about it is is he describes in the book in detail how each one of them dies, mm. and I think yeah. that that is a characteristic part of it is they. I don't. I don't want to like. Yeah, I thought they did Cecilia's attempt really, really well mm. because that wasn't too graphic. Like, I don't want mm. it to be too graphic, but I feel like it's. Mm. It's really the shocking nature of seeing a young girl mm. trying to die mm. is quite important. But then maybe I just. Yeah. Watching darker no. shit like, but that's but why. I think it, maybe if it had been made today, it would be a, a little bit darker because yeah. I think we we're used to seeing more like that on the screens now. But that's also true. the tone of the whole film itself wasn't that dark considering the subject matter. So like one of the mm. things that we were talking about last night, like kind of immediately after we watched it, we were like, that wasn't very sad. You mm. didn't get any sense of the Lisbon girls being depressed and being isolated and being lonely. Like in the book, there's so much that goes into like the Lisbon girl's sadness and trying to understand where they are. And they just seem so happy yeah. in the film and so then all of the the other four suicides come as a complete surprise whereas like in the book you're like oh they're really depressed and this is really sad and like the abuse that's going on in the home mm. is really understated and you're like oh Mrs Lisbon's not so bad she just wants yeah. the best for them but as, a, like, as a yeah. viewer as an audience as an audience when you're watching that film I can't imagine having watched that without reading the book and that ending making sense. Mm, We've yeah. been like, what's the point? Like, why do they all, why Why do they die? Yeah. Mm. There's no reason for them to die. Also, the film is an hour and a half. It's a really short film. Yeah. As the, mm. uh, you know, in terms of how the length of the average film nowadays. Mm. Um, and so it 
it's really fast paced and feels quite rushed so it, you don't really get a sense of that one thing i did like though is that even though like when the boys are like far away from them in the book they get like they look at how sad the lisbon girls are but one of the things we mentioned is as soon as they actually interact with them they're like oh they're really normal and i think they did that really well yeah it's like actually when the lisbon girls were at the party or when they were in the car going to the dance they did like teenage girls being normal very well just like yeah. chatting very Agreed. confident like so but they didn't juxtapose that with yeah, yeah. like the, like the deeper aspect of them. Like the suffering. Yeah. But I can see from this film now why people think that the story is like or like making women into symbols. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot and of also glorifying that people suicide are saying about the book. I'm like the book is 100% not that. I think the book is mm. very self-conscious and, and criticizing that aspect of it. Mm. But and but again to the, this extent like the 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 director is female so at what point can I, you know, I, I don't want to say like it's all from, you know, she's objectifying women because I don't think she is. It's a very simplistic version of the story. I think, and I think the, that's why I comes think the book like and the film are like serving two different purposes. So, mm. and it's, it's just really strange to me how a film that is such a true adaptation in terms of plot and dialogue yeah. can mm. be such a, uh, a I don't want to say wrong, but the it's tone, so far away the from tone, the tone is so. Of the book. Off. it's oh, not yeah. the same yeah and it doesn't portray i don't know it just doesn't portray mm. why they died yeah there's no yeah i think it's so focused on being zany that i think it probably misses yeah, the quite important zany. so the, the like when like um uh lux is wearing like she's wearing that nice dress and then they pan down to her pants and you get a flash of the fact that she's wearing underwear that says that was on such it. a weird and stylistic so thing yeah and also like there was like a like a cartoon glint in her teeth at one point. Oh, yeah. and it, it, it got really ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com like absurdist and zany which yeah. is like a cool aspect of like how it looks visually but it's also like 
it, I think it was more about that than it was about. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, I thought it was kind of strange how they only showed interviews of Trip Fontaine when he was like an adult. So there's all of the interviews in the book that they do with all of the townspeople later on. Mm. But I'm like, why in the film did they choose to keep that in? But what was the choice in only keeping one of the characters? Like, what's the significance well, of Trip kept... to mm. keep him in the film? Because he's hot. Well, they I mean, kept, like, um, what, the yeah, adult, yeah, not the like child. one or two at the beginning. But you're right, like, in general, the actual character interviews. There's just Trip. Yeah. But he says the weirdest stuff, I think. He just says, he said the weirdest stuff. They cut out a bit, she cut out a bit of, um, you know, when he leaves her on the, on the lawn, on the mm. football pitch, he says in the book he feels repulsed by her. Mm. And they left that out, and I thought that was really interesting. Because the whole sentiment's there. But I think that bit's the real bit where you're like, Trip is a disgusting human being. Mm. Yeah. And that wasn't there. Dunno. Mm. He was just like, I really just couldn't be with her that night. And it's like, no, he was like, yeah. physically didn't want to be anywhere near her. Just thought she was gross. Yeah. And that's the whole aspect of the whole title of the virgin suicides. Yeah. Like, once he's, well, it probably wasn't her virginity, but like, he's like, used her. Yeah. Then she's no longer the virgin. And he doesn't care. Ugh. Ew, nasty. What would a remake look like? What would a perfect remake look like in our eyes? Much, much more time. darker. It could be... I would want it on a series on Netflix so there's more time yeah. to, like, explore it. I don't know if it, it needs a series. I reckon it can still be done in one film, but I'm imagining something, like, Black Mirror-esque. Mm. I really... Ooh. Like, really quite dark. That's mm. creepy. Yeah. Whereas mine would be, like, visually and tone tonally. Do I mean that? Like, way darker, but... Not necessarily in terms of like, um, Black Mirror is quite dark. Like well, Black Mirror I takes think it's it another level. If you're gonna make a remake, you have to do a remake for a reason. It has to be different to the original film, and mm. you know there has to be a purpose behind it. So we have this really kind of culty, uh, zany, ethereal, visually exciting uh, 1999 version of the virgin suicides you make one in 2017 2018 i want to see one that is dark i just want to see yeah, something yeah. that's different that's yeah. the thing dark like, but also cultier there was mm. nothing culty in it and i thought that was a really like the witch oh, yeah. by the cult i meant like a cult film not like yeah, culty yeah, yeah in terms actually, of the characters and plot yeah. yeah it would be cool if it was directed by the guy the person who there's a guy i think it's a guy who directed fleabag or did she direct it herself i don't like, know that she kind of it. choppy like Fleabag is very dark and the visuals of it, I think, are like quite dark, but it's still fast and sharp and witty and I don't know. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I woke up in the morning trying to think of like good soundtracks for a remake and I really wanted it to have like 1975 in it that's quite nostalgic and like Lana Del Rey. Mm. Well, Lana Del Rey would have fit into the 99 one oh. that, you know that would have that would have fit into the 99 one with that with yeah you know, yeah you know, if she was you making can, music then yeah you can still have that kind of a soundtrack and have like i think it should be a very pretty film mm. in terms of i think the the art direction of it or whatever or cinematography should be very very thought out because it is mm. in the book and also it's all about appearances mm. in a lot of ways yeah um, i would want to kind of like make more of the creepiness of the boys 
So it, it, yeah, it, same, they were same. so innocent. They were really innocent. It was just like, oh, these curious little boys who are like, oh, what's it like to be a teenage girl? We don't understand teenage girls. Oh, let's get our binoculars out. <laughs> it was really um, weird. And you kind of get a sense of like the the exhibits and the things that they've kept. But I want it to be more creepy. And also yeah. it was it was... The narrator was slightly more personal because there are four boys that you follow around. Mm. So you're like, the narrator is one of those boys. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, in the book, it's like, no idea. It's almost like Lemony Ooh. Snicket. I'd like it more Lemony Snicket. Ooh. Like, like that kind of almost a little bit cartoony. So it's a little bit removed from reality, but it's still like, like mm. not on the level of Lemony, of the adaptations of Lemony Snicket. That's really removed from reality, mm. but in the book sense. Mm. Like, because the author, like... the author of the books is very much like, involved in the character's story and is collecting evidence and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that but i, I want it i want it, it to be creepy yeah i want i like want a sense of i don't know i kind of like yeah i wanted more of a sense of the narrator in the present as they were narrating yeah and how mm. yeah more of that so you can like really see like actually how messed up that the boy's obsession. Yeah, because it's a very is. emotional obsession, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did like at the end, though, in the film, they had the boys, like, all stood on the street. And it was just like, oh, we loved them. Like, we loved the Lisbon girls. They'll they'll never know that we loved them. That was kind like, of warming, I guess. No, no like, that's meant to be the creepiest mm. Yeah, no, that's why I find it creepy, because it's like, it shows their naivety. Mm. Like, yeah. you didn't love them. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, that kind yeah, yeah. of thing. Yeah, I want that bit to be super creepy, the bit at the end where where they're like, they're so selfish. Like, yeah. they'll never know how much we love them and we care yeah, for them. Yeah, that's true. The that actual needs whole to passage be... is yeah. more like that. I think as well, there's a part, part at the end of the book that talks about how it wasn't just one thing that killed them. It wasn't one thing that made them, you know, it's all these yeah. bullets and we're never going to know. And some of it was like pressure from the outside. Some of it was their mum. Some of it was, you know, yeah. and it's like, there's never actually one simple reason. But yeah. if you've got enough bullets in the gun, you don't know which one's going to... Yeah, that and that wasn't analogy. even that couldn't be conveyed because there were no bullets in mm. this film. Do you think if it was if it was released now, we'd get a lot of Guardian comments, free articles, and like people <laughs> doing like well, we shouldn't show this, well, and, think... you know, which I get frustrated about to be honest. Um, no, I don't think it would be that much because it's a classic book. Because it's so classic. Yeah, it's people. not like someone wrote it recently, mm. although it is an adapta- a new adaptation. There's mm. always going to be a think piece. Yeah, yeah. That is well the world we live in. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I did love at the beginning that before the title sequence was Cecilia's line, like, well, obviously, Doctor, you've never been a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Title sequence. I was like, yes, that's this is the correct framing. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That was perfect. Yeah. I'd also want it to be more cinematic. Mm. I don't think that enough was made of like the sprinklers and the light. Mm. And, like, oh, I liked the sprinklers. Yeah, but they should be. It should be more obvious. I think. Yeah, like it wasn't the sound obvious about enough. Design, you can everything make it was more so subtle. Yeah, everything yeah. in that whole film was about mm. subtlety. Yeah. Also, like if like there was, we were very much zoomed into their community. We didn't zoom out into all the issues that the book touches on, which is about like class and race and the kind of demise of the the American dream and how everyone outside of their suburban bubble is like losing their jobs and yeah, just, like civilizations decaying. Oh, also, it was set in like, Michigan, which yeah. just we didn't realize. Yeah, we were trying to work out where it was set, weren't we? Yeah. Well, the film set in Michigan. I don't know if it's mm. the same book, but yeah, yeah. like oh, there yeah. we go, Michigan. Because we were going to touch. Um, we completely forgot to touch on. Um, the race dynamic of the book mm. in the podcast, but there is a small dynamic of 
you see them on the peripheries. Yeah, yeah cause there's just a lot of civil black rights. characters that are talked about, but they're always in like service jobs and like yeah. they're either like the help um, or mm. you know they're like the workers and stuff, and they're just kind of like there. But yeah, then, yeah, yeah, no a, black people in the film. It's weird that it's a constant presence and it's referred to a lot, but in really negative ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like really ne- negativity. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, Real intense to us yeah. now. But, like, yeah, very odd. I think when it comes to, like, literature, there's so much more room for all of that. Mm. So you can have, like, the story of the suicides, but then you also have, like, the grander narrative of, like, this town's demise. But then you also can include stuff about class and race. And I do feel like maybe it's harder to, like, do all of those things properly in a film. Yeah, because they go unexplained in the film as well. You'd be like... Because there were no black characters in this yeah. film no one and if they if white. they were to copy uh, like what the book says and just like have random black characters in the background in like these yeah unexplained unexplained <laughs> like lower positions in society mm. that like is that more problematic than not having any at all like going yeah like going yeah. unexplained because you don't have the literature there to kind of like give you the context and give you um like show that the author is like aware mm. of what they're representing mm. and kind of being like this is a problem yeah because yeah. that's what the author's saying like this isn't right like mm. this is this is like messed up the way that how american society is structured mm. but i feel like if you just like threw like black people in the background of a film yeah in, that's in, true in, that is like side showing in those positions yeah. of work without without that kind of literary explanation that you can get in a book. Mm. I don't know, like... Yeah, because... Unless yeah. you made a whole other film about race. Mm. But or unless you... you I just, so, like, I just yeah. think that this, this like, book-to-film adaptation mm. is, a, is a key example of, like, why read the book when you can watch the film? Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need... you In some some stories, need a book, you know? Yeah, you this isn't Harry Potter. This isn't Harry Potter. No. Although we could go into why that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Quick discussion on female director... Do we think that that was a big influence in what changed the the gaze? I don't know. Mm. And also, I don't know if it should make... Like, it shouldn't make a difference whether a director is male or female. Like, it, it should Oh, I think it, I think it should story, in terms of lived experience. This story though. could have been way more exploited by a male director who was shit. Yeah. And it wasn't. Like, we, like the, 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 their, their bodies weren't zoomed in on in a male gazey kind of way. And there wasn't, like... Yeah. You know, like in music videos, when you feel like it's like a male gaze of like what yeah. a man would be looking at on a on a, on a woman. Yeah, uh, that's how there I... wasn't that. There wasn't all these like too. There wasn't too many like zooms in of their mouths. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, like, and the girls yeah. were so innocently made up, and they yeah. all looked incredibly young. They sexualized or no? I was really surprised even at Lux how wasn't like they were. sexualized, even though oh, Kirsten Dunst is yeah. just perfect yeah. casting. I think. See, I I don't know. I think for that film she was. Yeah. But I think... I just want them all to be a bit more, like, dark. Yeah. Like, the virgin side of it's almost ironic. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Would you have sex with this film? No. It's still about suicide. I can't have sex with it. Like, (laughs) for the same reasons I wouldn't have sex with the book. Like... Yeah. Mm. Like, I can't... I'd have sex with the art direction of this film. Mm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'd ask this film to get therapy and then maybe we can go on a few dates (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel that I feel that Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Um, Let us know if you watched the film and what you thought about it. We're at Banging Book Club on Twitter. Yeah. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes if you like us. We'd really love that. And then give us a tweet at Banging Book Club. Give us a follow. Yeah. We love to interact with you, don't we, Hannah? Who Absolutely. runs the book club account <laughs> almost exclusively. I sometimes tweet from the Banging Book Club. I just You're accidentally no log in, favourite something. I'm like, oh, I'm on Banging Book Club. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm back on my own. again. Yeah. Um, this month we are reading Come As You Are by El- Emily Nagowski. Nagowski? Nagowski? Anyway, mm-hmm. read along with us. That episode will be coming out on the 27th. Yeah, we're going to be pro-wankers by then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, thrilled. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Super excited. Um, am I going to sneeze? Decide now, Lucy. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.